0: So if you're listening to this podcast, you know that Kevin and I love a certain type of movie, but what you may or may not know is that we also both really love dogs.
1: I love my dogs so much. I have two, and they're my kids.
0: Yeah, I myself just got a brand new dog. Her name is B, And one of the first things we did when we got her was sign her up for
1: BarkBox. When BarkBox shows up here each month, we call it Puppy Christmas. Why? Because your goodest boy or girl is gonna get two innovative toys, two all natural bags of treats, and a chew curated from a unique theme collection so head to barkbox.com
0: slash cult of splat and get a free extra month when you sign up for a new subscription that's barkbox.com slash cult of splat to another episode of Call of Splat, and welcome to the first ever Summer of Splat. Hooray! I am your host, Taylor Bartle, and that hooray you heard came from my co-host, Kevin Nesgoda. Yo. How are you, sir?
1: I could be better, I could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just getting over this illness. You know, it wasn't COVID, but who knows what it was, because it's been around for like two weeks. But other than that, you know, it's ninety-ish here in Southern California, and uh, yeah, it's it's definitely summer now. Yeah, it's seventy-two here, which is hot for Seattle. Yeah, especially since you guys probably don't have AC. Of course not. No, why would you have AC? And that's B making her debut on the podcast. I think. <laughs> yep.
0: I think uh, I think my girlfriend's outside, so B is
1: stuck in the middle. Oh no. Do I want mom? Do I want dad? What do I want to do? (laughs) Uh, She'll be fine.
0: Yeah, she'll walk it off. But yeah, this is Summer of Splat. All July long, we are going to be doing movies exclusively related to summer and summertime and the living's easy and all that good stuff.
1: Summertime and the LBC.
0: Uh, Yeah. So, today (laughs) we are taking a look at Last summer, of course, this is the first ever summer of Splat, so we're not looking at last summer Splat. Just last summer, because Kevin,
1: I know what you did last summer. I know what you did, too. What did I do? I don't know what I did. <laughs> uh, you did some things. I assume you went to Colorado at some point. Did and I? then you came out. You came down here. Was that last year? It was this year. Who knows? Like The last few years has just been complete blur, so... Oh, yeah. There's
0: things that happened last year that I'm like, did that happen last year or 13 years ago? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Did I graduate high school last year or I don't fucking remember. My girlfriend still occasionally is like, how old am I? (laughs) Can we take like a few years off? Can I be like 37 again? Like, you know. Seriously, I don't think the
0: last two years, I don't think 20 or 21 should count.
1: No, it shouldn't. Like, you know, there should be some spiritual force that gives us like two extra years of our lives back. I agree. I don't, yeah. And like, you know, I'm back to being 38 or 37 or whatever the fuck that started. <laughs> it's all bullshit. It is. <laughs> it's like that episode of The Simpsons. It's like, I want those five minutes of my life back. And never mind. I just waste them anyway. <laughs> but
0: yeah, and today. It's true. Uh, Today we're talking about the 1997 (laughs) slasher film, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, Critics, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Critics score, tomato meter score, 43%. Ooh, hey, it's one of our
1: higher ones. Uh, uh, Audience score, 40%. I think this is the first time we've had a reversal. It might be. It's like one of the... If not, it's like the second, maybe the third time this has happened.
0: Yeah, it definitely doesn't happen a lot. Uh, I'm a, a little surprised, not entirely. I know this movie gets a lot of flack. Uh, most, it does mostly just cause it, cause it kind of birthed that '90s pretty teen slasher genre.
1: Yeah, and it's like the first time it kind of like got you know serious because you know Scream came out before this, and Scream was very horror tongue in cheek, where this is like. No, they are being stalked by a madman or a supernatural being. Who knows? Why did I use that accent?
0: I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but both this and Scream written by Kevin Williamson.
1: Good old Kevin Williamson. Is not he even the new one too? The new Scream set?
0: I think he's a consultant or something. Okay, that's what it was. Uh, this was directed by Jim Gillespie or
1: Gillespie. Jelly, uh, jelly, jelly, sandwich. I, th- I think it's probably Gillespie. It's probably Gillespie, who is a a Scot. <laughs>
0: uh, not a great resume. I'm looking at his his Rotten Tomato page, and it's a lot of rotten.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, joy ride. Um,
0: this is actually, and not not the Paul Walker
1: joyride. No, not that joy This joy ride does not even have a um wiki um he also
0: directed venom but again not that one (laughs) not the good one (laughs) this is actually his highest rated movie
1: well good for him so yeah looking at venom i have no it had method man and that's the only person i know nothing man uh method man did i say nothing man (laughs) he said nothing
0: man i was like what Mm -hmm. who the fuck is nothing man is that another horror movie i haven't seen yeah
1: probably I bet it's out there it's uh oh God it was like the one that I watched the other night the pee pee poo poo man yeah the pee pee poo poo <laughs> man um no, I had like uh I can't remember like the everything's blending together it, it was like where there's like two houses that are identical from across each you know across a lake no idea what you're talking about right now yeah it's on h b o max hey, so was this yeah, that's where I watched it,
0: just now. Uh, I also actually just saw this morning that Sony just released a new 4K Blu-ray of this. Ooh, I don't think that would have helped. Uh, so, I mean, if you are a fan, then maybe go pick that up.
1: Uh, yeah. the critics,
0: who were clearly not a fan, the consensus says a by-the-numbers slasher that arrived a decade too late, the mostly tedious <laughs> I-know-what-you-did-last-summer will likely only hook diehard fans of the genre.
1: Which may be why we're here. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, both of us love horror movies. And Slasher no specifically. Yeah, you know, that's where I got my start. I saw my first Friday the 13th when I was three or four years old. Which would explain a hell of a lot about me, I think. <laughs> Explains why you hate teenagers. Yeah, especially teenagers in towels. Who have sex. Who have sex. fornicated. Who have dirty, dirty sex. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb synopsis
0: says four young friends bound by a tragic accident are reunited when they find themselves being stalked by a hook-wielding maniac in their small seaside town. Yeah. Yeah. I think they got it. That's two in a row. Well done. Uh, IMDb, are they, are they improving or are we just getting lucky? I think we're just getting lucky. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, yeah, next week could be an interesting one. It
1: could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready to dive in? Let's head to this fictitious North Carolinian town and have a time. Is it called Croker? I think so. Is that why everything is called Croker this, Croker that? I think so. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we open up uh, with a, I don't think it's a drone shot because this is 1997. I don't know if drone shots were a thing yet, but. I don't think so. So it had to be like helicopter or a crane. There's no way this was a crane. No, not from where they shot
1: it. So yeah, it's
0: it's a wonder that goes on for a while, like over the water, over the, you know, waves cresting into the rocks. Had to be helicopter, right? Had to have been.
1: Yeah. That's Uh, where a lot of the $17 million budget went. Yeah, apparently. Um,
0: You said this was after Scream? Yeah, Scream was 96, right? Yeah, this was 97. Okay. And so... um, I mean, jumping ahead, but Jennifer Love Hewitt is the second Party of Five cast member to <laughs> get in one of these <laughs> movies. That was the hot thing. Was we have to get people from Party of Five.
1: Where's Lacey Chabert? We need more Lacey Chabert and things. <laughs> Where's Matthew Fox? Yeah. Ex- oh, he's doing a lot. Oh, no? Loss is like eight years from now.
0: Yeah. We- <laughs> he didn't get one of these horror movies. No. Why, I tried it? To... Why, why do we know so many cast members from Party of Five? I've never watched Party of Five. <laughs> I didn't either.
1: What a great party Up Yeah, to five. I would hope there'd be more fi- than five people at my party, but usually when I throw a party, it's just my wife and two dogs. Womp womp. <laughs> Sad tear.
0: So like I said, we're going over the waves uh, to the tune of Summer Breeze, a cover. Uh, this is done by Typo Negative. Of course, Summer Breeze nice. makes me feel fine. Uh, my guilty pleasure song very
1: nice and also this part of the movie shot in california it's in not sonoma it's, county
0: it's, it's not actually my guilty pleasure song that's just a how i met your oh. mother reference oh my god you're right i thought how did you, you would have caught that
1: yeah it went right over my head tells you the state of mind i'm in right now
0: <laughs> but as we get to the cliff we see this guy sitting at the edge of it and he's got a little some kind of trinket of some kind of lock it's not a locket it's a
1: it's like a coin that spins between like a fork it's weird
0: yeah, some kind of fidget spinner thing.
1: It's like the original fidget spinner.
0: But it's like a silver and it says, I love you
1: on it. And he's sitting there spinning it. Yeah, I was kind of faded. Well, I don't love that person because he doesn't take care of his shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, skipping ahead, it's not his, but. Oh,
0: that's a good point. We then quickly cut to the Croker Queen pageant. Oh, pageants. Headlined by Miss Sarah Michelle Geller and, and not Miss Ab-
1: Amber Atkins of Mount Rose, <laughs> Minnesota. No, it's Sarah Michelle Geller and a bunch of 30 year olds. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they look they, they don't look teenish to me. Sarah Michelle Geller looks young. The other ladies. I think they've popped out a couple kids and have, you know, a hard life being married to fishermen. Yeah, especially like the next year when
0: she's not in it, because spoiler alert, she wins this year. But they when they show the contestants from the next year, I'm like, what are the parameters of this pageant? Like, because these women are in their mid-30s. Yeah, they are. Like, Is it a teen pageant or is it just everyone in this town is eligible?
1: Yeah, all six women in this town have to participate in this pageant every year. You move <laughs> to this town, you're under 40, above... Let's say 15, and you have to participate. It's required by law.
0: So, yeah, we see Sarah Michelle Geller, and we pan across up into the balcony where we see just our, our, our cast of, uh, of, like I said, very pretty people Ryan Phillippe, Freddie Prince Jr., and Jennifer Love Hewitt.
1: Oh, how hot they are
0: for '97. When I was in high school, I got told I look like Freddie Prince
1: Jr. a lot. Really? Yeah. You don't look like now. No, not so much. No. He also looks like a cancer patient now, and you don't. Also,
0: like I, I don't recall Freddie Prince Jr. being a good actor, but I remember him being better
1: than this. <laughs> yeah, I remember a lot of these people like being better than this. I can't remember when Buffy came out the TV series, but Sarah Michelle Gellar was much better than in that than this. What was Buffy?
0: Like honestly, Ryan Philippi might be the best actor in this bunch.
1: Yeah, I think he's the only one that's been in an Oscar nominated film. Or Oscar winning film. He didn't win an Oscar, but he was in a film that won an Oscar. Wow. Crash.
0: Two oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's uh he's a backup dancer for Hannibal Burris. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> nice. I know Hannibal Burris did this one uh bit called the gibberish rap and he would have Ryan Phillippe come out and dance while he did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And like and at also- least,
0: at least one show he had Skrillex come out as the DJ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I haven't seen any of this and I need to, cause I love Hannibal Burris.
0: Oh yeah. After this, just get on YouTube and just Google Hannibal Burris gibberish rap.
1: Got it. Done. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer came out a month before this on... The WB or whatever. Okay. So she had already yeah. filmed this. Yeah. Well, Freddie Prince
0: Jr. tells us that he never realized that Sarah Mitchell Geller's, who is his wife now, <laughs> right? I if this is where they met. I don't know. But he tells Ryan Philippi, who is her boyfriend in the movie, he says, I never realized her breasts were so ample. And I'm like, Really? Like, are they?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, compared to the girl that you're dating in this movie, they're not that ample.
0: Yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, and Ryan Phillippe says she does these exercises to pump them up. And I'm like, I don't think that's a thing.
1: Maybe in 1997 they believed that, but yeah, I don't think that's a thing.
0: Like, I know for dudes there are exercises. I mean, I, women too. There are exercises used to, to exercise your your pecs. Yeah. But I don't think that pumps up your breasts.
1: No, I don't think so. I think that just firms and tones them. Yeah. <laughs> Butterfly curls. (laughs) But she answers,
0: I don't even remember what the question was, but she talks about how she's planning to move to New York city and become an actress and help her country that way. The question was something about like, how are you going to benefit your country? And that's, that was her answer was she was going to move to New York and become an actress
1: and benefit my country via art.
0: Yeah. Like I said, she wins. She's named miss croaker queen or whatever. Dun, 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 dun. And so there's this big after party slash 4th of July party. The big, I think they call it Croker days or something like that.
1: Something like that. The Croker broker. I would totally own a pawn shop in Croker called the Croker broker.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, I, I always wanted to open a pawn shop in Provo, Utah and call it Provo loan. Ooh, let's do it. <laughs> Man, that would involve this moving to Utah though. Oh yeah. I wouldn't operate it. Oh, okay, would, you just own it. I would just hire like Jeff Hornacek to do it. Got it. Why Jeff Hornacek? I don't know. He because he probably lives there still. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My brother in law lives there. Okay, he can do it then. Yeah. Let's Beatrice, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, at the after party or Croker Days? We'll just call it Croker Days. Croker Days. Uh, we are introduced to Sarah Michelle Gellar's sister. Played by Bridget Wilson.
1: Oh man, she had a good run in the mid to late nineties. So hot, want to want touch to the touch tiny the honey. <laughs> Yeah, she was a. Uh, what was her name in Mortal Kombat? Sonia Blade. Sonia Blade, that was it. I almost said Sonia Cage. I'm like, that's not right. So I didn't say anything. <laughs> and then I just out of myself anyway to look stupid. You oh. idiot! I know.
0: But her and Sarah Michelle Gellar just do not get along. Uh, Bridget Wilson is just kind of a bitch for no reason. It seems like, yeah, just like
1: I'm hotter than you in the small town, and I own the
0: store. So they kind of get in an argument. Bridget Wilson says, "Are you coming home with me?" And she's like, "No." And so Bridget Wilson is just like, "Fine, whatever. Go fuck yourself." Fuck. Yeah, fuck off, bitch. Uh, Johnny Galecki shows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah tries to give jennifer love hewitt a shooter which i wasn't sure i was like is this a shot or is this a oyster
1: it looked like an oyster in like a like a bloody mary type thing happening there that's what i was trying to figure out i was because it yeah it 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 almost looks like a like a bloody mary shot yeah it looked really sloppy and kind of gross and thick yeah it looked thick it looked like there was a a juicy oyster in there which you know you don't want your east coast oysters because specific northwest oysters are far far superior
0: i'm not a big fan of oysters in general unless they're
1: uh deep fried oh no you got to do it with like a like pop them uh keep them in the shell add a little butter garlic and shallot that's how you do an oyster all right it, it's just it's a texture thing oh yeah you, you
0: they still got to go down without like it's like, you know, it's like swallowing it. a giant loogie yeah but Galecki also asks Jennifer Love Hewitt to go out with him, knowing full well that she's dating uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who is right there. Yeah. And does, and does nothing. This whole movie, Freddie Prince Jr. is such a fucking poon. He just stands there like a chicken shit every time someone, like Galecki tries to steal his woman and he just stands there. Later on, Ryan Phillippe chokes his woman in front of her and he just stands there. The whole Dude. movie, Freddie Prince <laughs> Jr. is just a piece of shit who
1: just stands there. He's like doing his best Keanu Reeves impression. I feel through this entire movie, he's just like, "Whoa!" He's just like slack jawed and like you know droopy eyed the entire movie. He's like, "Oh, there's a murderer about. Let me stare at this tree for an hour." <laughs> you're 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 threatening to murder my girlfriend. I'm just going to stand back, just for a second. Hey, hey could, could you could could you not do that, please? Hey. It's like Pip. <laughs> yeah.
0: Get over there against the wall, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> I don't want to have to hurt you. But luckily, piss drunk Ryan Phillippe shows up, takes the shot, tells Johnny Galecki, get out of here, chum bait. <laughs> yeah. Which Good is, fisherman joke. Yeah, just the most fisherman town insult you could think of. Yeah. Uh, the gang then goes to the beach. And while they're there, Freddie Prince Jr. is telling a ghost story. It's the cliche ghost story that everyone has at least heard some semblance of about the man with the hook and, you know, the t- teenage couple. And the hook gets caught in the car or in the car door or the window or the mirror or something. Yeah. And they're even arguing over how to tell it. They're like, that's not how it goes. Because there's like literally 500 ways to tell this goddamn story. Yeah, it's like a game of telephone where it just gets changed yeah. a little bit every time. But Freddie Pinch yeah. Jr. is like, no, that's not how it happened because this really happened and I'm telling you the true story.
1: Oh, I don't believe you. Yeah, me neither. I do not believe him whatsoever. Um, it, is this like a shipwreck that's on the beach? Yeah, I was reading that they... Um, this is a shot in Sonoma County, California. Like half... Like these few scenes... It's weird because there's no rocks whatsoever on the East coast. So they shot some like Rocky scenes up in Sonoma and they like took an old fishing boat and put it up there. It's just like, it kept giving me lost vibes. Yeah. Right. It was just like hanging out there. There's like no hole in it at all. It's just like a full like fishing boat. Just like put on the beach.
0: Yeah. It's weird. But so Sarah Michelle Geller and Ryan Phillippe go to bang behind that. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt go off into their own little area. Freddie Prince Jr. starts telling Jennifer Love Hewitt not to go to Boston and to come to New York with him. Which anytime you hear someone is going to college in Boston, you obviously think like Princeton or MIT or something. Hot yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. Cambridge, actually. Cambridge. <laughs> um, but he's like, you know, hey, don't go to... Princeton, come with me to NYU or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Come with me to SUNY.
1: Yeah. Southern
0: (laughs) University of New York. Um, But she says, you know, we we, we can't all. uh, Oh, God, what did she say? Something about working in a cafe. Something, something. And he says, no one gets me like you do. And she's like, I understand your pain. But fuck off. Yeah.
1: It's like, Jesus Christ. It's like Ted Mosby. I my parents live in Cleveland. I live in the moment. (laughs) That's the kind of bullshit that you would say when you're fifteen or sixteen to get laid. And like the girl will be like, Oh my god, that is so deep. Here, let me put my penis in your mouth. It works though. (laughs) Yeah. Because he then tells her not now.
0: (laughs) Yes, now. He tells her he says the success rate of high school relationships is higher than any other type, which I also don't believe.
1: Oh, God, no. How many high school relationships do you know that worked out? I know of one. I Actually, I take that back, too. I know of
0: one couple from high school that are married now, and I know of two people who are from high school, but they didn't date in high school.
1: Okay. The only people I know who did it all through, like the two couples I know, they, they, they did it all through high school and they got married. And one of them was my brother and his wife.
0: Yeah. No, I just, I don't believe it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen.
0: But as soon as he says that, she likes takes off her over shirt. I don't know what the hell they call that.
1: It's, I almost said it It's not a jacket, but. No, it's like a little, like little shoulder sweater type thing. Yeah. That was like very popular in the 90s. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Listener. Of course. South, South Africa. Hey, Maybe shout so out listening. to South Africa. Hey, how's your water down there? Uh,
0: so they go to leave after they've finished assumedly on each other Uh, (laughs) I I hope not oh could you imagine if you just like you're hanging out with your friends and you go your separate ways to bang and then you're getting back in the car with them and they just have another person on them (laughs) just uh hey hey Jennifer love you it you got a little something
1: something right here is that hair gel (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I could use some hair gel.
0: But like I said, Ryan Philippi is just hammered. So Freddie Prince Jr. drives even though Ryan Philippi is like, no man drives my car. Okay, fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs> but they're they're driving along, they're driving along. And Ryan Philippi is, you know, just in the back taking a bottle of jack, hitting that and just being a belligerent asshole.
1: Yeah. Typical teenage behavior when they're fucking drinking hard alcohol.
0: Yeah. And then he's just like, what is this shit we're listening to? And like turns it over to some mighty, mighty boss tones,
1: Yes. Jumps could, up, is, hangs out the could, sunroof. What were you going to say? I was going to say that it's like the one thing that Ryan Philippi did right in this entire movie <laughs> was turn on the boss tones. Yeah, That's it. He's a dick everywhere else. He's very unhelpful through the entire movie. The only time. That's so when he puts on the Boston, Tones. I'm like, yes, Boss Tones. I fucking hate Ryan Phillippe in this movie, but at least I like this song. Yeah. But he
0: hangs out the sunroof, spills his booze all over Freddie Prince and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt.
1: Calls him an alcoholic.
0: Yeah. And he's just like, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. is like, oh, man, what the fuck? And then looks up and there's someone in the road and he
1: plows into him. And, like, he goes over the car and clips Ryan Philippi, who doesn't, like, he's, like, mid, like, stomach up in the car through the roof. So, you have, like, a 200-pound dude that slams into you, like, going over a car. I don't think he did. He hit him. Like, he had the blood on him from this guy. Oh, I thought it was just splatter. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, the guy went up and over the car over Ryan Philippi, and Ryan Philippi didn't duck. So Brian Phillippe's back should be broken in multiple spots. Brian Phillippe should be dead already in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that would have bent him backwards. Yeah.
0: But they get out and they're like, you know, I maybe it was a dog. And they're like, look at the fucking car. The car's destroyed. A dog wouldn't have done that. You're like, oh, maybe it was a deer. Of A course, deer would have done that. A deer, deer could have done that. Yeah. Um, Ryan Phillippe is just like, look at my fucking car. And they're like, dude, we just killed someone or something. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you should focus. Uh, That's when Jennifer Love Hewitt finds a boot, and they're like, oh my god, what have we done? Das boot. (laughs) They then look around, and they find a body in the ditch. Should have just left it there. I I mean, they- (laughs) This movie could have been so much simpler (laughs) if they just, like, got in the car and drove away. Well, they talk about it. They say that maybe, you know, maybe they should leave it there, and they're like, Jennifer Love Hewitt says, you know, if, if- part of him is on the car, then the part of the car is probably on him. And then they'll trace it back to you.
1: That's a good point.
0: So, but they check for a pulse guy's dead. And Ryan, indeed. (laughs) Ryan Philippi says they can't call the cops because, you know, he'll go, he'll go to jail. And Freddie Prince is like, you know, it's, it's fine. I'll tell him I was driving. And, but, they say, you well, know, there's liquor all over the car. Freddie Prince reeks of booze. Obviously, they're never going to believe him.
1: Hey, then. It's like, you smell of booze, but you're blowing a .000. <laughs> they have these things called breathalyzers. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, teenage logic's like, yeah. But, you know, what is your logic going to be after you just mowed somebody down on the road? That's true. Adrenaline's running high. Yeah. You just had sex. You're not thinking clearly.
0: I just had sex. <laughs> And it felt so good.
1: Ryan Phillippe says, we should
0: just dump the body. Suddenly a car, well, a truck pulls up.
1: And Very slowly and ominously.
0: <laughs> well, that's like they're like, oh my God, he's slowing down. I'm like, your car is in the middle of the road. Of course he's fucking slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> he has to slow down just to get around your asses.
1: Yeah, you're like taking up an entire lane and like partial of another one. So yeah, that guy <laughs> better slow down.
0: Yeah, plus your car is destroyed. Totally destroyed. But who's in the truck but Johnny Galecki? Oh,
1: the son of Clark Griswold. <laughs> Rusty? Rusty, that's it. I mean, in Been one of the movies. It. Yeah, I think I there's think in like one or two of them, right?
0: No, just one, because they change in every single movie. <laughs> oh,
1: that's right.
0: Uh, But... Ryan Phillippe pretends to be puking over the guardrail just to kind of throw him off. And again, Freddie Prince Jr. just kind of walks up. And he's like, what can I do for you? And uh like says, you can wipe that my shit. My shit don't string grin off your face. And again, Freddie Prince Jr. is just like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Whatever you say, man. No, let's just be
0: friends. And I... I'm like, this is fucking Leonard from Big Bang Theory. You could definitely kick his ass.
1: Yeah. He is five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. That was uh, Rudy. (laughs) Fuck Rudy. Rudy was a piece of shit. (laughs) But
0: so, Galecki goes on his way and they go to, they drag the body down to the dock and as they go to throw him in the water, he all of a sudden springs to life.
1: Yeah, because putting somebody down on a dog is like, you know, hitting somebody with a defibrillator, obviously. Sure. Yeah.
0: But the guy, like, freaks out, and he grabs Sarah Michelle Gellar's crown as they throw him in the water. So their reaction is, oh, my God, he's alive. Throw him in
1: the water. Yeah. Get rid of the body. He's alive, though.
0: (laughs) But like I said, he grabs Sarah Michelle Gellar's crown, and he is sinking, and Philippi jumps in after him to get the crown and i i couldn't tell at the time if it was because evidence or if you if sarah michelle Gellar was like oh my god my crown i need that because i'm princess queen
1: yeah Quaker, four Quaker, dollar tiara from kmart croaker queen tiara and yeah, there's like no real you know discernible features about that crown it was just yeah she just probably like wanted her shit Yeah, and I
0: couldn't tell if he was diving in to appease her or what. But anyways, he dives down and he grabs the tiara. And as he does, the guy's eyes pop open. And it's supposed to be this bullshit jump scare. But Yeah, it didn't jump
1: scare me when I first saw this in 1997. And it did not jump scare me when I saw this 97 minutes ago.
0: Yeah, same here. But so they go back to the car and they make a pact to never speak of it again. And he's like, you know, everybody has to say it. Philip, is like, everybody has to say it. Say that we we'll are take this to our grave. And Jennifer Love Hewitt just kind of nods. And he's like, this is when he grabs her by the throat. He's like, you got to fucking say it. You fucking say it. And Frank Prince Jr. is just like, whoa.
1: <laughs> hey, now, that's a little rough there, mister. <laughs> Even that we... is more assertive than what he does, which is absolutely nothing. Nothing, yeah. You're right. He's like just completely useless in this whole movie. Yeah. Even at the end, he's useless. Uh,
0: so we now get text on the screen that says, one year later, Thanks. we see Jennifer Love Hewitt at college. in Bastion. Yep. Cambridge, actually. <laughs> Cambridge, actually. Uh, her, her roommate comes in and just just calls her white in every way possible. She's just like, yeah. gotta get your white ass over to your whiteville and tell your white mom to quit being so white yeah it's
1: like hey you cracker ass cracker honky <laughs> might as well just throw it all out there was this pg-13 or was this r this was r because there's multiple
0: fucks in it oh that's right yeah but so she goes back home to her moms to her white ass moms
1: what her, mom. her honky ass mom honky ass mother uh, yeah honky that's racist <laughs>
0: And they're like sitting there eating dinner, and her mom's just like, "Are you on drugs?" She's like, "What?" <laughs> and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, am oh, no. like, "It's kind of a valid question." Like, you you look like shit, yeah, and you're just sitting there in silence.
1: But she's just yeah. like, "I had a rough year," which is also valid. <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Mom, I had a rough year." You know, you would you'd be over it. I don't know. Actually, I like, um, if I killed somebody. I don't think I'd be over it in a year. I'd be like, fuck. But I, 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 I'd be a little bit more coherent. I think. I don't know. I, I, I haven't killed anybody, so I have no idea how I'd act. Never mind. Just disregard the last 45 seconds of me rambling.
0: <laughs> but so she gets a letter with no return address, no postage. From Santa. <laughs> Opens it up and it just says, I know what you did last summer.
1: See, it was from Santa.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, like the name of the movie. Yeah. Hey, good callback. She then goes to see Bridget Wilson, who owns this, like, I, I, I guess she owns it, or is manager, or? I,
1: yeah, I don't.
0: Yeah, it's something. She runs the place, at least. Yeah, this, this department store, this like tiny little JCPenney style department store that seems like they sell a little bit of everything.
1: But Jennifer, yeah, loves- it, lots of mannequins in the store too. It seems like the mannequin to clothes ratio is a little off for me. Well, yeah, like
0: I thought because when she first she walks into the back room and there's guys unloading stuff and she's like, "Those are glasses. You got to be careful with them." But then she walks out into the front. And it looks like it's mostly clothes. So I'm like, yeah. what is the store?
1: <laughs> what is going on
0: here? But then there's also a makeup counter. So I, I would determine it's like a department store.
1: Yeah. But when they show the outside of it later, it looks like just a shitty room. It's in like strip mall. Yeah. Anyway, anyway it looks <laughs> tiny.
0: <laughs> uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt goes there and is like, hey, do you have Cher Michelle Geller's New York phone number? Because I, I never got it. And Bridget Wilson is just like, uh, I, first of all, there is no New York phone number. And if you want to talk to Sarah Michelle Geller, she's right there. Bitches over there. Yeah. Again, just like unnecessarily rude for no yeah. reason. But Sarah Michelle Geller is working at the makeup counter. of The store talks about how New York didn't work out. So she moved, had to move back home. And just like they're in the middle of this department store in the middle of the day. And Jennifer Love Hewitt is just like, I got this note about that guy we killed last summer. Hey! <laughs> and I'm wanna... like,
1: I'm like, maybe go in the back room and talk about this in a lower tone? Because <laughs> you know that you know, mouthy bitch, uh, Helen over there. Oh, wait, her name was Helen in this, which is kind of weird. But like Beatrice over there. You know she's a the town gossip? Her name's not Beatrice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's... why don't you use your dog's name? Yeah, I was going to say, don't besmirch my dog. Your dog is not a town gossip. Her name is Elsa. Elsa. Like from Frozen. Let it go. Let it go.
0: But yeah, uh, Bridget Wilson doesn't, I don't think she heard them, but she definitely is like suspicious because we see her, we see her kind of glaring as she goes in the back room.
1: Yeah. It's like, obviously those two have committed, you know, a capital felony. (laughs) Hmm, they're up to something. I bet they yeah. killed someone and didn't tell anybody. Yeah. some just a little, like, manslaughter.
0: <laughs> but so they go to Ryan Phillippe's house. We find out that uh, him and Sarah Michelle Geller broke up. But they go to his house, and he's just like, what the fuck are you two bitches doing here? <laughs>
1: he's, just, <laughs> he's just being an asshole. Yeah, it's just like, there's just no chill with this guy at all. They're like, let's make Ryan Phillippe as unlikable as possible yeah and then get this they're like hey we need help and he
0: says no shit you two look like shit run over twice and i'm like you ran
1: over someone maybe that's not the metaphor to use yeah not right now think a little bit before you speak now i was also reading like the reason like these four were cast is because they wanted four characters that were like, or four people that people could relate to and like in the movie. And yet Ryan Phillippe is the biggest fucking dick out of any horror slasher I can remember in the 90s. Ryan Phillippe is a dick.
0: Uh, Freddie Prince is a fucking chick and shit. Yeah. I mean, the girls are, I guess, somewhat likable, although Sarah Michelle Gellar is kind of vapid.
1: Yeah, she's just like, uh-huh. Oh, my hair, I'm a pageant queen. Yeah, I want to she, do nothing
0: with my life, really. She even tells uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt at one point, she's like, you know, if you're going to be a
1: lawyer, you got to have good hair. Yeah. It's all about the and do. I don't think l Woods had been invented yet, either. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think Louis Bond had come out yet. My wife would know this if she is a boot. 2001. Okay, there we go. Okay. Yeah.
0: But, uh... You know, Jennifer Love Hewitt says something about committing a murder, and Philippi is just like, you shut your mouth!
1: We said never talk about it again!
0: But Jennifer Love Hewitt says that she did some research, found out the guy they killed was named David Egan, and his body was caught in a shark net uh, about a week afterwards. Grand. And so, you know, they talk about this note, and Ryan Philippi is like, it had to have been Johnny Galecki, because he was the only one there.
1: Yeah, because that guy looks like he could, you know, do some murdering.
0: I mean, right now he's just sending letters.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I I feel his handwriting wouldn't be that good. I also feel any fisherman that wrote that note, their handwriting would not be that good. That's probably true. Yeah. Name me an older man that has really nice penmanship. Dude, you should see
0: my dad's fucking chicken scratch.
1: My, my dad writes in all caps. My dad, can, you can kind of read it, but yeah. Anyway, my dad writes in small caps. Good for your dad. My dad writes in all caps, so he could beat up your dad. <laughs> that just means your dad yells a lot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How did you grow up with me?
0: <laughs> but so they go to the docks because you know it's a sea town. So everybody work. Everybody's a fisherman. Uh, Johnny Galecki apparently he just he his job is to move ice. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, move ice. His his job is to move ice from over here to over there. <laughs> hey, did you move those four blocks? Yeah, it took me eight hours. All right, then that's a good day's work. Here's your eight fifty, boy. But uh, you know, since
0: he's moving ice, he's got those big ass ice hooks. So yeah, that's a little uh, little foreshadowing. Hey, I wonder what happens with those ice hooks. But Philippi comes in and like pins him up against the wall and just says, hey, we know what you're doing. Cut the shit.
1: <laughs>
0: Cut the shit, Tony. I uh, am, you know, Galecki's just like, I'll show you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: They then go to another boat and see that Freddie Prince Jr. is now a fisherman.
1: But he was going to New York. What happened? No, New York didn't work out for anybody. No, apparently not. Did he just go to class and just stare and not do anything? <laughs> Get kicked out of school after one semester? Like, you know what? You just stare at things and you don't speak and you don't do anything. I I don't I have a feeling you're not going to be able to pull this around next semester. So you got to go. I mean, he did talk about how like
0: he doesn't have any money. Like uh, he, he says that Philippine and Geller and Hewitt all have family money, and he doesn't have the money or power
1: that they have. First, you get the money. Oh no! First, you get the sugar. Then you get the power. Then you get the women. He's doing this all wrong. <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, Jennifer Hewitt
0: tells him, you know, that she doesn't hold him responsible for what happened. They they broke up too because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> She says she doesn't hold him responsible for what happened, but she says, but I have no interest in knowing you. What the fuck? Seriously, what is that? And so, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. obviously just stands there with his mouth open like a fucking idiot. Like a fish drinking water. <laughs> you know, it's funny, when I watched this, I didn't, like, hate, I didn't have as much vitriol for Freddy Prince Jr. as I'm now spewing.
1: Yeah, it's like I was watching, it, it's like, he just kind of fades, like, he should have done something there. Oh yeah, well. like, As I'm talking it out, I'm just like, you know, Freddie Fritz is a piece of shit in this movie. Yeah, he's just like so ineffective in so many
0: ways. Uh, but and Jennifer, yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt runs away uh, in, <laughs> o- in overalls, which is just weirdly hilarious. Yeah. I think it's it's like impossible to not look like a child when you're running in overalls. <laughs> and so she just looks like a toddler just like who just learned to run <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was funny to me.
1: Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, huh. I was just waiting for it to, like, you know, pick up a ball or something. <laughs> it's my ball, and I'm going home.
0: <laughs> we then see Johnny Galecki. Uh, I, I think he was boiling crabs. Yeah, that made me hungry. <laughs> which I'm just like, why is this happening now? Doesn't that happen at the restaurant? Like, I was so confused by the whole process.
1: Yeah, yeah or, like... This is definitely not a cannery because there was nothing to like can or anything. So what the fuck was happening here? Yeah. Why, I don't know. Why are you boiling
0: crabs at the ice shack?
1: <laughs> yeah. This is where you freeze the crab and prepare them to be shipped to places that will then boil crab and feed it to people.
0: Right. Yeah. But uh, this mysterious figure comes out of the steam and just hooks him right in the face.
1: Right under the chin and drags him across the hot, steaming, boiling crab.
0: Yeah. We are then treated to a Ryan Philippi
1: kickboxing montage. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't get this shit. Is it like just trying to show how badass Ryan Phillippe is?
0: I guess. and just We had to just get some Ryan Phillippe in a towel. Uh, as he, he comes out of the shower and he finds a photo. Of his car on his locker. And it just... I know. It says, I know. What do you know? You don't know shit. Yeah. He also notices that someone stole his Letterman jacket. Why are you still wearing this in college? To be cool. But he goes outside and sees someone stealing his car. And so he like chases them. And then they put on the brakes... And like, they're flying backwards and they put on the brakes and they start trying to run him down. And, you know, usually in movies, when someone's getting chased by a car, they just run straight down the middle of the street.
1: Yeah, I don't get this. There's plenty of places along, like, this is like an alley and there's like buildings and there's like, you know, gaps between buildings. There's like huge piles of barrels. There's, there's places in which to hide. Yeah.
0: At least Ryan Phillippe serpentines. Yeah. Serpentine baboo. But he stays on the road the whole time. Yeah. He doesn't even
1: get in the gravel. Like run off the road. Yeah. Do something. Once again, ineffective men in this
0: movie. But he stops and the car crashes into him and then into this shanty. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's, yeah, there's like a little fisherman shanty. Is it a literal sea shanty? I think it is a literal sea shanty.
0: Um, And so he's laying there hurt and he's just screaming, help me, help me. We see the the hooker get out of the car. The hooker. The hooker. Yeah, I'm going to call him the hooker because he hooks people.
1: Well, no, he's a prostitute right now because he's alive. They're hookers when they're dead. Okay. It's an archer joke. Oh.
0: Uh, but the hooker just kind of stands over him and it's just like,
1: I could kill you. And then it just then he, that's the end yeah. of the scene. Yeah. I was like, at least honk his nose or something.
0: Uh but so they the the our gang, our Scooby gang. Hey, <laughs> Freddy Prince Jr. played Freddie in Scooby Doo. Wasn't Sarah Michelle Geller Daphne? She, she was Daphne. You're right. Holy shit! This is this is a precursor to Scooby Doo. It is. Good job. Ryan Phillippe is a more violent Shaggy. Was he Shaggy in that movie? No, that was Matthew Lillard,
1: who, who was in Scream. Hmm. Hmm. Did Kevin Williamson so.
0: write Scooby Doo?
1: <laughs> Hold on. But so our,
0: our Scooby gang is together. And uh, there Phillippe is describing the guy says, you know, he had a, a big hat and a slicker and they're like, well, this is a fishing town that could be literally anyone.
1: Yeah, and, it literally could be anyone and James Gunn wrote Scooby-Doo. James Gunn did? Yeah. Oh, I'll be damn. Yeah.
0: Uh, but Ryan Phillippe is just like, hey, Freddie Prince has a slicker. Maybe it's him. <gasps> holy shit, you could be on to something. But Philby is just talking about, you know, I think we should find whoever this is, and I should just kick their ass. And it's like, I mean, you, you already met the guy one-on-one, and he ran you over with a car.
1: Yeah. And you also now have,
0: like, a broken arm. Yeah. But we also never find out how he escaped. Like, the, did the guy just walk away at some point? Like... It would have to like it.
1: Literally, was like
0: the hooker was standing over him, and then we cut to the Scooby Gang.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, this just makes no sense. That's a good point. I was like, all right, he's in the hospital. There's been no police or anything. There's like no, yeah. There's nothing that that's happening that would like remotely qualify to be like, yeah. What the fuck happened? Yeah. I'm so just like, look, I can't logically make sense of it. I'm trying to like piece like through my head like what would have gone on and it's just like no he's like almost murdered he has a hook thrown in his face and it's like just in the hospital and he's kind of chill yeah there's no other
0: part in this movie where the hooker leaves someone alive
1: no it's it's dead you walk across the street dead or at least
0: like attempted murder yeah I mean, I guess it, it was kind of attempted when he ran him over with the car, but at the same time, like he had him dead to rights. Philippi was laying there, couldn't move, and the hooker apparently just left him there.
1: It's just one of those things in horror movies that just doesn't make sense. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they probably like mentioned it like in, you know, post and like, hey, this doesn't make sense. Can we get them back? No. And yeah, just leave it. Or it was like, was there a scene cut? There had to be, right? I mean, logic would say. You'd think so, but probably not. I'm I'm guessing there's nothing there. And this is how the script was. But they determined that it must be
0: someone in David Egan's family. So Jennifer Love Hewitt gets out her IBM iBook. That's like four inches thick. That thing
1: is thick.
0: Thick. T-H-I-C-C. Yeah. And they, they start doing some Alta Vista searches or something, whatever people did in the 90s.
1: Fuck, I don't even think we had internet
0: in the <laughs> 90s in my town. They find out that David Egan killed his girlfriend Susie in a drunk driving accident. And they were just like, oh, ironic. Anyway. <laughs> this is coming full circle. Uh, they find out he has a sister named Anne Heche, or played by Anne Heche.
1: <laughs> That'd be- What's your name? My name's Anne Heche. Why is your name different? Cut. No. Anne, your name is Missy. (laughs) My name is
0: Anne. (laughs) So they go to Anne Heche's house and they make up some bullshit that they need to use the phone. So they go inside and what do they see hanging on the code hook? A slicker.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: So they start... Grillin Anhesh, and you know, she says that her family was just devastated by David's death, and they were like, you know, did, did anyone come by, any of his friends? And she's like, Well, oh, he didn't really have any friends, except for this one guy, Billy Blue. And oh Billy. At no point are they like, that's clearly a fake name. <laughs> yeah. Huh.
1: Billy Blue, Billy Blue, Billy Blue. I remember him in high school. What class was he?
0: Uh, I wrote down bullshit jump scare. I don't even remember what happened, but some dumb yeah. jump scare happens here.
1: Oh, because she... No, that's later. Never mind. Yeah, this isn't when she pulls the knife on her, right? No, this is way before. Or not way before, like 20 minutes before. Because this movie goes really fast right after this. Yeah. I don't I don't even remember what happened, but it was bullshit, apparently. Yeah.
0: And so they're sitting in the car. Oh, that's what it was. They were sitting in the car
1: and Anne H came up and like Knocked on the window. That's it.
0: Yeah. What are you do doing here? This looks like your car's working. We gotta
1: go. They gotta go.
0: But Sarah Michelle Gellar says, you know, maybe maybe David committed suicide by car. Like, he, maybe he jumped out in front of our car because he wanted to commit suicide. And Jennifer LaFleur is like, yeah, whatever helps you sleep at night.
1: So they go you know, home. She's kind of a, like a, a low-key bitch in this movie. Even though like they're trying to make her like the likable one. <laughs> yeah, she's just like delivers some lines that are like very very cutting and mean.
0: I she's the most affected by everything it seems like.
1: Yeah, everybody else is like, "Oh, I guess we killed somebody." Oh, well, life goes on. Yeah. We don't talk about it anymore, so <laughs> now we're really holding on to this like our pact that we made. Right. But also you you know, we said we're not going to, need to talk about it anymore, but we're also not going to feel anything about it anymore.
0: <laughs> so they go home and we see that the hooker is in Sarah Michelle Geller's house. And once again, Bridget Wilson just being an unnecessary asshole. She's like, I need you to come into work tomorrow. And she's like, well, I can't tomorrow's the the croaker parade. And as the reigning champion, I have to be there. And Bridget Wilson's like, be there at 10. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, or die. die. Foreshadowing. Dun, dun,
1: dun.
0: But so in the morning, Sarah Michelle Geller wakes up, and her crown is on her head, and her hair has been cut.
1: <gasps>
0: which is just the worst thing you can do to a beauty queen, apparently. How dare you? I guess this is another place like, like if he was in her room to, and close enough to cut her hair, he could have just hooked her in her sleep.
1: Yeah. Could have just, there's like, yeah, two people could have just been wiped out. Would have had way less trouble later on in the movie. Yeah. What is this hooker doing? Maybe he was drinking.
0: Maybe. I was like, you know. You know I'm going to fuck with these kids.
1: Yeah. They're going to be gonna, all like, what? You're know, like, oh, I'm going to cut their hair. And they'll be like, I'm going to laugh. They're going to cry. <laughs> uh, but
0: she sees soon is written on her mirror. Like the Korean name? No, like <laughs> like something is going to happen soon. Oh, okay. So uh, she calls up Jennifer Love Hewitt, who says, okay, I'll be right there. Gets in her car and she's driving along. She's driving along. Click,
1: click, click, click.
0: And she starts hearing something in her trunk. And so she pulls over opens up the trunk, and finds Johnny Galecki's dead body. Dun, dun,
1: dun.
0: And also a shitload of crabs.
1: Yeah. Johnny Galecki is, a, is he's, a sexual... He's a crab person. <laughs> he's a, yeah, He likes his crabs. We're crab people now.
0: <laughs> crab people. <laughs> that was a lot of references all at once.
1: Yeah, that, they just came all out at once.
0: But so she, like, runs to the house, gets Ryan Phillippe and Sarah Michelle Geller, and yeah. brings them back, tells them what's in the trunk, opens it up, and this trunk is... What's in the box? This trunk is not only empty, this trunk is clean. Spotless. And uh, I want to give a shout out to movies, films, and flicks.com. Never heard of this. And M. Hoffmeyer. Who did a analysis of this scene? Oh. And they determined that uh, it would have taken 115 minutes for the hooker to clean this this trunk that spotless. So they they determined that Sarah Michelle Geller must, or not Sarah Michelle Geller, Jennifer Love Hewitt, must have been gone for at least two hours.
1: And movie time, it may be like took her four minutes, to like run inside, grab them and come back out.
0: Yeah. Uh, they said that they, they counted 42 crabs, <laughs> but just rounding up to 50 because they're sure that there's some underneath.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: So they said, you know, once she left the car, the hooker would have had to sh- like shown up, jimmied the lock yeah, that doesn't that's not quick. Yeah, and he would have had to have had a truck or something to get the body out of there.
1: Yeah. And it should have been a low bed truck that kind of like to make things easier so it could just like slide the body out into the back of the truck. So like a you know an S ten or a, a Suzu Pup or something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh so ten minutes, backs up the car, collects cleaning supplies, and opens both trunks. 15 minutes, clicks all of the crabs and the few that escape, then looks around for a bit and pulls the body out of the trunk and dumps it into his vehicle. Okay. 90 minutes. Uh, this may seem excessive, but the fisherman did an expert job on that trunk. It must have been a stinky mess because the body and crabs had been there for a decent amount of times, which means the there heath. was blood and other gross stuff lying around. After, yeah. after reading through the wiki how on car carpet cleaning, I learned it is a very in-depth process he'd need a vacuum interior cleaner brush rag wet rag laundry starch cold water borax and a lot of patience
1: borax is that like the cookies that are before oreos
0: that's hydrox (laughs) which i always thought does sound like a cleaner
1: it does sound like a goddamn cleaner that's why hydrox cookies are no longer around
0: it sounds like something that uh billy mays would be hawking
1: yeah Welcome to Hydrox. Do you have a dirty toilet that you haven't cleaned in six years, get Hydrox. I'm Blame for Hydrox. And this is how I die. Because when I ran out of cocaine, I started snorting this.
0: <laughs> but no, I appreciate this deep breakdown into what it would have taken for this guy to do to get this clean. But I always the thought only- this scene didn't make any sense. Why, when they get no. back, the trunk is spotless and like the tire iron is like right in its place and everything
1: yeah everything's in this perfect place the only thing i could think of that like happened is like he lined it with like fucking tarps and just like quickly just did a quick wrap job toss and drive off but still it was still smell like fucking crab in a dead body right that's not gonna go away and all this happens in broad daylight When people are like driving down the street, like multiple people have driven down the street already.
0: Yeah. But this is when Jennifer Love Hewitt freaks out and just starts screaming, what are you waiting for? This is like the scene that everybody knows from this movie.
1: Yep. Spinning around in the street, screaming at the top of her lungs.
0: Pushing her tits out. Uh, And also I learned that this scene was apparently uh, pitched by a kid who had won a contest to be on set? What? Uh, this is according to Jennifer Love Hewitt,
1: I, notorious I, liar. Jennifer Love Hewitt.
0: I I don't know where this kid is. I don't. I mean, he's obviously not in this scene because Jennifer Love Hewitt, Ryan Phillippe, and Sarah Michelle Gellar are the only three people in this scene. Yep. But the, there was some kind of contest for a walk-on role, and this kid. It, it says kid. I don't know. They don't specify how old. He is, but I mean, this is based on a young adult novel okay, uh, written by Lois Duncan. So I guess it's feasible that they could have a contest for a kid to be on set. But this kid was just basically said, you know, at this moment, don't you think she would kind of be like freaking out and screaming and stuff? And so they the filmmakers originally filmed it just to humor the kid. And then as they were shooting it, they were like, this is actually really good.
1: Huh. This kid is now a director. His name, James Wan.
0: <laughs> uh, then in that case, this would be the best thing James Wan ever did. Ho. Oh. Just kidding. He made Saw.
1: <laughs> I like the original Conjuring. They've gone to shit progressively. And you, just, every, like,
0: sp- you said you liked the original Conjuring.
1: Yeah, like conjure.
0: All right. Well, this is the last episode of Cult of Splat, so
1: <laughs> I guess I'm never co-hosting the uh, Great Plot again either. Uh, no, you're not. All right. But so they go to Freddie Prince Jr.
0: and Ryan Phillippe is at this point has determined that Freddie Prince is the killer. So he or is the yeah? I guess they know he's a killer at this point. Uh, yeah. He punches 100%. punches Freddie Prince right in the face. This was a terrible. Like
1: he he swung over us <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think he went Lex Luger with the punch. Learn how to throw a worked punch, guys. yeah,
0: but uh Freddie Prince says, you know, hey, it's it can't be me because he's after me too. I got a letter. Well, I got a dead body. Yeah, Ryan Phillip like, I got run over. Helen gets her hair chopped off. Julie gets a body in a trunk, and you get a letter. Yeah, that's fair. That's even. Yeah. Even Steven.
1: Steven? Steven.
0: But so they're up in uh, Sarah Michelle Geller's room, and they're looking through old yearbooks and stuff for this Billy Blue. And Ryan Phillippe's like, maybe Blue's not his real name. And I'm like,
1: yeah! Uh, obviously, how many people have you met with the last name Blue in your life? Or heard of anybody with the last name Blue? Bluebeard? I mean, Vander... His real... Yeah. Vander
0: Blue that used to play for the Celtics. Oh, yeah, that's true. But still, Billy Blue, like, it just sounds fake. It does sound fake. It sounds horribly fake. But so Freddie Prince is like, maybe we should just leave town, because again, he's a chicken shit. But Jennifer Love Hewitt is like, it's July 4th. This is his day. Whatever he's planned to whatever he's planned is going to happen today. And I'm like, what? Is it? <laughs> Like, where, where did this lore come from?
1: Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, how many conclusions did you have to jump over to get to this one? Yeah, they talk about that like
0: like it's Friday the 13th. Like Yeah. Like, every year he comes out on the 4th of July
1: and it kills people. But no, it's been one year. Yeah. Every 37 years he comes out of the sewers of Derry, Massachusetts, or Derry, <laughs> Maine. Sorry. To collect his revenge on the children's. Yeah,
0: I was so confused by this part. And there's nothing in the letters that say like, you know, July 4th it happens like
1: Yeah, it's like there's there's not been enough time to establish lore at all. And like 50 years if something like, you know, progressively happened like every like, you know, leap year, great, I think I just gave them a movie idea. Or, you know, every July 4th.
0: Yeah. But no, she, like like I said, she says anything he's got planned, he's going to do on July 4th because it's his day. That's what she says. This is his day. And I'm like, what the fuck
1: are you basing that on? <laughs> yeah. Another cutscene, Or are we just being stupid? I'm going with letter They're just being stupid. <laughs> but so
0: we see the Quaker Days parade. Ryan Phillippe is just riding on the float with Sir Michelle Geller. Just chilling. He sees a no dude asking questions. No. He sees some dude in the crowd in a hooker outfit. And so he like chases him down and tackles him.
1: <laughs> just like the warning you know, of that. It's like a hooker outfit. Some, it's just some dude, like some old guy dressed in drag in this like small town. Hey baby, you looking for a good time?
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's this old, old man. Who is so
1: scared now.
0: Yeah. But so then we see Sarah Michelle Gellar like looking around and like there's half a dozen or more guys in these hooker outfits because it's a it's a fisherman town. So yeah,
1: but you know wear your slickers when it's fucking a hundred degrees out in the middle of summer. That's true. Those days
0: are warm. It's July Fourth in North Carolina. Like it's gonna be it's, muggy.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be at least eighty five, one hundred percent humidity. You are not gonna be comfortable wearing a fucking slicker.
0: No. So we see Jennifer Love Hewitt go back to Anne Haish's house. This is the part where there's another bullshit jump scare. Yeah. Where she's like the camera pans across the, the yard. And it's so no. obvious what's going to happen. Yeah. That as soon as they get to the end, there's Anne Haish, like running towards the camera.
1: With a knife. With a knife. Cause she's Because she's late to go study volcanoes in Los Angeles. Different movie. Oh, my bad.
0: Uh, but Jennifer Love Hewitt confesses and says, you know, we, we killed David and Anne Hayes is just like, no, David killed himself. Oh, uh, she says, you know, there was a suicide note and everything. So she gives Jennifer Love Hewitt the, the suicide note and it says, I'll never forget last summer. And Jennifer Love Hewitt is like, this isn't a suicide note. This is a death threat. Is it, though? I I mean, context, probably.
1: Yeah, I guess. Just
0: based on the letters that she got and that everyone else got. But, yeah, it could definitely be construed either way. Right, right. Um, if you haven't figured out by now, David was the dude on the cliff. This was so just kind of breezed over. Very very breezed over and I'm just like, why did we need the guy on the cliff like the scene of him but yeah but yeah. Gen- Jennifer Liff Hewitt says you know I I know it was him that we that we hit because I saw his tattoo that said Susie which you, you know you remember was the his girlfriend right. yeah and, and he says he he didn't have a tattoo and then she's like you need to get out of here you you need to get get out of my house you better get (laughs) and then jennifer love you just goes oh my god it wasn't your brother and i'm just like are
1: we jumping to conclusions again like what the fuck yeah she jumps to so many conclusions she needs to jump to conclusions man (laughs) like
0: the thing is she's right every time every single time but as a viewer i'm just like how did you come to that and so quickly
1: and why are you not a fucking detective?
0: Yeah, you're like be fucking Sean
1: Spencer over here. Yeah. yeah. She's like fucking monk.
0: <laughs> but so we're at the Croker Queen pageant for the next year. Like I said earlier, all these thirty-five year olds doing their best, uh doing bad singing for their talent. Oh my god.
1: This this cast this time around was so much in so much worse or rougher shape than the previous year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There was no Sarah Michelle Geller to ground them. No. But so Philippi is up in the balcony watching. And all of a sudden, he gets hooked.
1: And Sir Michelle... That, yeah, there goes all those uh, kickboxing lessons he you know had to take yeah. and show off. They became absolutely useless because he did not fight back at all.
0: No, he got hooked up good. Yeah. But Sarah Michelle Gellar starts screaming and she's running towards the balcony screaming, somebody help him. And everyone just kind of grabs her and holds her back. And I'm like, what are you people doing? She's saying like, somebody help him. Maybe ask who she's talking about. And where can we go to you know, help said person? Also, why are you wearing that stupid fucking fish hat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's these guys with these hats that look like giant fish on their heads. Like you it, took a fish and gutted it and just popped it on your head. Maybe that's a croaker? Maybe.
1: Is a croaker a fish? I am looking right now. But so It she, is a fish. Okay. In the Atlantic Ocean. It maybe looks like a cod.
0: Maybe that's what it is then.
1: Yeah. Why would you name your town after a fish?
0: I don't know. But finally, the sheriff comes huh. along. He says, you know, all right, who's who's in trouble? What's going on? And she's like, my boyfriend is getting murdered in the balcony as we speak. And he's like, all right, let's go. Dur, 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 yeah. Dur. yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Drags his fucking feet up there. And he finds... typical cop. Nothing. Nothing. He finds nothing there. And he's just like, I don't got time for this bullshit pranks by you dumb kids.
1: Yeah. Obviously, you're on the PC so We're going to take you home now. So he takes Sarah Michelle Gellar home.
0: She's screaming at him from the back seat. She calls him a shit stick Mayberry ass reject, which is the best line of the whole movie. Yeah, but the I road agree. is the road is closed, so they have to go through this alley.
1: Why was it closed? Nothing was fucking happening. There's nobody on the streets. No,
0: there's just a there's a sign in the road that says road closed. So this sheriff doesn't question it and just goes in, down the alley. And there's this guy with a truck that's you know he's got the hood popped up blocking the alley. So the sheriff's like, all right, just stay here. I got to go help this guy. And he gets out, and it's obviously the hooker. Dun, dun, dun. Hooks the sheriff. Who also doesn't fight back. Yeah. I'm just realizing there's not a lot of gore in this movie. No, there's just like some blood. Yeah. Just come. yeah.
1: And it's not like most- very good blood either.
0: Yeah most of the hooking kind of happens like out of frame or like, it, like from behind or something. So you don't really see anything.
1: Yeah. And like how this guy gets hooked. It's like, how do they like the way that it was swung, it wouldn't have gone into him. It would have just like glanced off his stomach or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But Sarah Michelle Gellar is able to get out of the police car, although I don't remember how now. She kicked the windows out, like, rather easily with heels on. Oh, that's right. Uh, she runs to Bridget Wilson's store and she's, like, sitting there pounding on the door going, help me, help me, help me. I'm being followed. I'm being chased. I'm Someone's trying to kill me. Help me, help me. And Bridget Wilson's just like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Hang on. It's like, Christ. Oh, talk about a" Hysterical. And it's like, I get that your whole gimmick is that you're just a giant dick. But your sister is screaming, help me, I'm being attacked. Maybe show a little hustle.
1: Yeah. You know, if you didn't even like your sister, you'd still show some hustle. Yeah.
0: Uh but she lets her in, and somehow the, the hooker gets in too. Bridget Wilson gets hooked, and this scene is very giallo. It's like the only scene in the movie that kind of has this giallo feel where she gets yeah. like, she gets hooked in the face and like the blood splatters across the the window.
1: Yeah. It's very old school.
0: Yeah. But again, you don't see anything happen to her. You just see the blood on the window. Right. So, uh, there's like, like you were saying earlier, there's all these mannequins.
1: So many mannequins.
0: Yeah. And they're all covered in tarps. Which is re-
1: really fucking weird. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure why they would all be covered in tarps. They're indoors. It's not like they're in danger of getting wet or moldy or anything.
1: Yeah, and it's like a humid place, so they're not going to get dusty.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But one of them springs to life and is the hooker, <gasps> which we we all saw coming. It was just a matter of which one. Yeah, you just kind of knew it was going to happen. Which we went to a haunted house like a couple years ago, and they, they had a room that was like this. Where there was Ooh. just like all these figures wrapped in like blankets. And it was like, I walk in I just go, oh, fuck this.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> like, you know it's coming, but you don't know where. Yeah, it's like one of these is a person. <laughs> yeah.
0: But Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, goes up what I guess is a
1: manual freight elevator? Yeah, she's just like pulling herself up. Like easily... Yeah. Um, mimicking like what she's doing you guys can't see this because you know this is not a video podcast or a podcast or whatever um and she's just like yeah i'm just pulling my weight up just nice and like nice and easy yeah she like stands on a platform and then pulls this
0: crank and it's like there's a pulley that lifts lifts the platform and i'm just like is this a manual like a like a um, dumbwaiter? Like a giant dumbwaiter or something?
1: Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what we're running of. A gi- giant dumbwaiter. But she gets upstairs, and the hooker
0: has already beat her up there. He just took the stairs like a normal person. As, and so she falls out a window, running away. <laughs> I I'm sorry, but I laughed at that. <laughs> so she's running, and she gets to the parade. And just as she's about to yell out to the parade, the hooker grabs her, throws her into a pile of tires, and just hooks her good.
1: And nobody's done the wise. There's like this parade going down through the town, and there's nobody watching it. It's just like this band playing, you know, band music, just marching by, and there's no one there to, like, witness it. And they're, like, five feet from, like, this band.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's very reminiscent, obviously, Ten years later, but it's very reminiscent of the scene in Trick or Treat when Dylan Baker bites the girl right. in the alley while the parade's going on.
1: Yeah, but that, at least that had like more people around. and Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But she gets hooked. She did. She owned. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt has determined that the hooker is Susie's father. Again, this is all done through some light Googling and yeah, jump. yeah and uh
1: conclusion jumping conclusion jumping she went to like two angel fire sites yeah and one geo City. he's like oh she i actually, got this now
0: everything she looks at is just like a window that takes up about half the screen she never full sizes never but it's just like oh it, it's a it's a text box that all it, it's like the notepad app right they just you pulled up the notepad app and wrote a newspaper
1: article and they were like yeah that works no good enough it's a computer. Everybody believes what's on the internet in 1997. <laughs> so she goes to Freddie Prince
0: Jr.'s boat to tell him what she's learned, but she notices that the name of his boat is Billy Blue. <gasps> what so like a winky dink. She freaks out and she's like, it's you, you're, you're the friend, you're the fisherman. And so she runs and he runs after her. And all of a sudden this dude just
1: like pops out and just clotheslines him. It was a good clothesline. It's like the best thing he did all movie was like him falling. But I assume he didn't do his own stunts. Oh, I'm sure that wasn't him. No, I'd do my own stunts. Uh,
0: I would have done my own stunts maybe 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, I'm a little too old. Too old for that shit now.
0: Yeah. But uh, he tells Jennifer, Lo- the this shadow man tells Jennifer Love Hewitt, he's like, get on the boat, get on the boat.
1: Okay. Yeah, and she's just okay. like... She's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, stranger on a dock in the middle of the night. Yeah, I
0: don't know why she doesn't run away. Like literally anywhere else. Yeah, just
1: swim to another dock, just get away. Is there not a ramp anywhere on this dock? Like if you remember, she tried to like run off the dock, but it was locked. And she's still scared of Freddie Prince Jr., even though he's like on the boat when the Gate gets locked to the dock, so she could. She's like jumping to all these conclusions. You get at the same time she's like, when something logical happens, like, oh, it couldn't have been you because <laughs> you were on the boat when somebody came through and put a fucking chain through this gate and locked it with a padlock on the other side.
0: <laughs> but so she climbs onto this boat and she notices all these newspaper articles about Susie and David Egan, and uh. She also sees all these pictures of her and Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. And also notices the little fidget spinner thing.
1: Hey, where'd this come from? Did they even see that? No, they did before,
0: right? I don't think so, because they showed they showed it after they dumped the the body. They showed it on the ground.
1: Right. Yeah, no one ever touched it. It was like on the guy, but yeah, so they had no idea this existed yet. She helped. Holds it, looks at it like it's this like huge revelation thing. Well, I mean, it is to the viewer, but yeah, to her, it's she doesn't know what that is. Yeah,
0: she's like, what the fuck's this?
1: But to her, it's like, oh my god, this has put every piece of the puzzle together.
0: <laughs> but so the guy walks in, and he says, you know, what, what are you doing here? Kids like you should be out having fun, drinking, partying, running people over, getting away with murder, things like that. Oh. And this guy is, like, not intimidating at all.
1: No, he's just, like, a fucking guy you'd see in a bar in the town he grew up in getting shit housed, and he smells like fish.
0: Yeah, like, he looks like a guy that would hang out at the Sloop Tavern in Ballard.
1: Ooh. With Sig Hansen? With who? Sig Hansen from Deadliest Catch.
0: Oh, I don't watch shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I used to. But so they, you know, he lifts anchor and goes off into the water.
1: Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. comes to, steals a boat. And like, they, they're putting away from the dock so slowly. And ter- or, sorry, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's so terrified of this person. She's like running around the boat. It's like, I got to get away. Ah, Why don't you just fucking jump in the water and swim the 20 feet back to the dock? Yeah, no shit.
0: But no, instead she got climbs down into the hole is that the hole yeah i wrote the hole but i put a question mark after it because i didn't know if that was right i don't know boats yeah uh friday prince jr comes up on his boat and everything he does from here on out is straight out of peter pan (laughs) 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 he climbs onto the boat Um, uh, he grabs a harpoon gun i guess that's not very peter pan but uh, that's more jaws he, he grabs a harpoon gun, and I was like, HARPOON HIS ASS! <laughs> Should have. Well, he tried, and the guy like knocks it out of his hands. Well, he's trying to stab him with it, not
1: shoot him. <laughs> like, a, I'm gonna use a... Does he have a harpoon gun, or is it just a harpoon? It looked like it could dislodge because it had a rope tied to it, so usually that means it can eject, and you pull it in. But you could also throw it. You could also throw it. He could throw it really hard. I don't know. But...
0: Jennifer Love Hewitt pops her head up and is like, Ray! And he, he's like, huh? And then just gets oh. knocked in the face. Yeah, right um, off the boat. <laughs>
1: gets a, he gets a hook to the face. Doesn't get hooked in the face. No, he gets backhanded with the hook. Yeah. By the hooker. Usually it goes the other way. Hey-oh.
0: He gets knocked overboard. Uh, so what does he do? He climbs up the netting like fucking Peter Pan
1: because he's fucking resourceful that dumb motherfucker <laughs> yeah at least you're finally doing something yeah for once,
0: for once in your life. life for once in your miserable worthless life
1: uh, back down in the hole she apparently like went back down there did you, Gen- and did you like notice how like under this boat that's not very big how fucking large it is
0: underneath this boat also did you notice there was like bright neon green liquid on the walls? <laughs> Yeah, well what the hell's going on down there? I was like, is there fucking
1: toxic waste on this boat? What is that? Is somebody become gonna become a teenage mutant ninja fish? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but she she's down there and there's this door that's stuck shut, so she of course she takes off her shirt to open it. Again, it's like a little overshirt thing. She doesn't get topless. Yeah. But she's wearing a little tank top, so she, she might as well have, but you know, she had to take off her shirt because boobs. Boobs.
1: Yeah. Anytime, like, you know, we were hanging out. You're like, I mentioned somebody like, you know, I work with. Like, hey, I'm working with this girl. And you're like, boobs. Not like are <laughs> They big boobs. Just boobs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't do that. Sandra at work. Oops. See? <laughs> but so boobs. I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt goes into this room. And it's just it's just a room full of ice.
1: Which makes sense. Because, it's, you know, you gotta you gotta ice the fish you catch.
0: It's like the ice level of Super Mario Bros. 2. Fuck that level. But she finds Sarah Michelle Geller and Ryan Phillippe's bodies in there. Conveniently placed. <laughs> Meanwhile, Freddy Prince Jr. uh he climbed all the way up the, the mast. Like up the net to like. I don't know if he went up to the crow's nest, but he climbed up high he and went then, to, yeah, like went shimmied his way, shimmyed his way down the mast. Yeah, again, like fucking Peter Pan. I'm surprised he didn't like jump off and
1: stick a knife in a sail and then s- slide down. Oh, you better believe. If he had one, for some reason in this movie, that would have happened. And <laughs> like, where did this sail come from on this motorized boat? <laughs> <laughs> but
0: he takes this big ass like pulley with a hook on it, and he like hits the hooker with that right in the face. Yeah. And the hooker like stumbles back, but he lifts up the hook and he gets his hand caught in a rope. And so Freddie Prince jr. Hits some switch, some kind of switch. I don't know. Um, And the rope ties tightens around the hookers weight wrist, not waist, and lifts him up into the air gets up to the pulley and his hand like gets severed right off yeah there's no mangling it's just like pop yeah just like a action figure or something how you like pop off their hands and feet
1: right it's like Mr. Potato Head here but I digress
0: he falls hits the netting falls off the boat whatever
1: let's just assume he's dead now
0: we then see Freddie French Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt talking on the dock. He tells her, "You know that I, I went to see Ann Hayes to find out who who the hooker was. That was why, that was why I was there. And I'd because I love you, you know.
1: Because I, I I'm gonna fight for you no matter what."
0: And he says, you know. "No one gets me the way you do." And she says, "I understand your pain."
1: What the fuck was that? They brought it back from earlier in the movie. Yeah, I know, but still. So do they, like, bang on their friends' bodies after this in the ice room? Probably. Probably. Teenagers always doing their satanic cult shit. Always fucking all over the woods. <laughs> yeah, all over the woods. <laughs> it's all they do. You put it. You put two teenagers in the woods, they're going to fuck.
0: Um, the cops find the hand, but no body.
1: That'll wash up. It
0: always does. Cut to one year later. Jennifer Love Hewitt is in a towel. Hey. And up.
1: like, it, it's we. It, have you ever seen anybody wear a towel? Like she wore a towel in this scene? Yes. Oh. She's, I'm,
0: I'm like just like saying wrapped like, her under torso.
1: Well, I know, but like the way it's like tucked in between. Anyway. Like, oh, no, it's it's strategically. Yeah. 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 Usually it's like, you know, you wrap and you tuck around, like, you know, the outside. But this is like, I'm going to tuck right here in the middle and bring yeah. it down low. Right in her cleavage. Yeah.
0: Cleavage shot. But she turns on the water to get ready to take a shower. Uh, she's on the phone with Freddie Prince Jr. And you could, you know, she says, a towel. So obviously he said, what are you wearing? And then she says something about, you know, you get to come and ravage me in two weeks. I'm just like, all right, calm down. All right,
1: yeah, you know Freddie Prince Jr. is going to be jacking it hard. You, you know Freddie Prince Jr. has to be the most boring fuck. Yeah, he's on the bottom, and he just lays there and takes it. Yeah, yeah. With his uh, mouth gaped. Oh,
0: oh I'm done. I'm done. Was it good for you? But then someone walks by and says, "Hey, Jennifer L. Hewitt, you got mail." Slips her this note and on the, you know, the the handwriting looks very familiar. Oh no. So she slowly opens it and it's an invitation to a pool party. (gasps) It was a cool party. Cool pool party. La 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 la. (gasps) But then she looks up and she sees written in the steam on the shower door. I still know. And, and then the hooker jumps through the glass like Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street,
1: or any other
0: slasher. Pretty much. Like, how
1: did he jump? Like, that was a mirror written on, right? Or was it a window?
0: I think it was, was the, the, the. I think it was the door to the shower.
1: Okay, that makes sense. We could jump through it. Then, for some reason, I thought it was like a mirror
0: on like the back wall. <laughs> is, is he
1: Candyman? Yeah. Another like,
0: movie I, where I a guy understand. jumps through glass.
1: Yeah, but you know he was supernatural. He also had a hook. He also had a hook. That one was way more badass. Candyman fucked me up. Candyman was a scary movie back in the day. Yeah, man. <laughs> Unlike this movie. But this
0: obviously, you know, led to a sequel, which honestly isn't that bad. It's it's not as good as this one. No.
1: But- Did you see the third one?
0: I always know what you do during the summers or whatever. No, that I don't think had anybody from the first one in no. it.
1: No, it was straight to
0: video. And I think it came like 10 years later. (laughs) Part two has Brandy and Jack black as a Rasta guy. Oh shit. I forgot about (laughs) that. I don't know if we'll do part two on this. We'll see. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll rewatch it and see if it can make the list. Uh, then over the credits is the song hush by Kula shaker, uh, which was the original title for this movie. Hush, not Kula shaker. Um, but then it was eventually a much better movie by Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Much, much better. Because Mike Flanagan
1: knows how to make horror.
0: Mike Flanagan so- is the man.
1: He is. I'm so excited for his uh, his next Netflix thing. All right. So this was your pick. So tell me why you like it. Uh, you know, I'm big into nostalgia. And I, I love slasher horror and this was such like peak slasher horror back like in my teen years and also it had summer in the title (laughs) (laughs) so i wanted to hit our listeners over the head with a huge 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 ice hook right off the bat for summer slat.
0: um yeah i mean i like it it's i mean it's yes it's cheesy it's campy for sure. But it's a slasher movie. Slasher movies are campy, and if they're not, then they're taking themselves too seriously, and they usually aren't very good. No, they get bad real quick. And like I said, this was kind of like the big... You know, uh, Scream was the starter pistol, but this was really kind of the the lead horse of this whole, like, like I said, pretty person, teen, slasher film series that yeah. came out in the 90s, and most of them were really
1: bad really 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 bad
0: you had stuff like you know sorority row and uh, <laughs> uh, urban legend
1: urban um, legend was so bad house of wax with Paris Hilton that came like a few years down the line it was like at the very very end of this run yeah but still that
0: was a remake though uh, yeah it's true but it was still bad it was yeah um, but yeah but this this one overall not so bad no um, like I said, I as a as a slasher fan, I definitely could have gone with a little more uh, gore and a little more violence in the kills.
1: Yeah, they it was very very flat with the kills. You know, I'm not a big big gore fan, but you know, at the same time, it's like I, w- I want death that looks like death rather than because when Ryan Phillippe got killed, like there's nothing shown going into his body whatsoever. It was like the swinging of the hook, and then it would cut to him very badly, going, Ugh, <laughs>
0: "Slack!" Oh, yeah, It's almost like they were trying to mimic like a low budget, uh, slasher. You know,
1: yeah. And these are like some of the first movies these kids did. Um, it's 1996 when they filmed this, and they got 17 million dollars to make this movie. They could have gone way, way more into like you know practical effects. They yeah. have the budget to do it. Yeah,
0: I don't know if it was deliberate to try and like give it that kind of grindhousey feel. To but just nothing like, else felt grindhouse about the that's movie. The thing is, no, nothing else about it had that feel or that tone. So it's like if if you're just gonna do it in the kills, then it just looks like you're being cheap.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it looked cheap. Yeah, um, yeah. Still it still was fun. Yeah, I'd watch is, it again. This isn't a
0: movie I'm gonna rave about, or like you know, if someone's like. Hey, I'm just getting into slashers. What sh- what should I say or what should I watch? Um, you know, obviously, I'm going to start with the Friday the Thirteenth, The Nightmare on Elm Streets, Halloween, Halloween. Uh, this is probably not going to come up for a while. Yeah,
1: yeah, this is going to be after Sleepaway Camp 2. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but overall, not so bad.
1: No, it's like it's nice. It's a good summer horror movie to get to, to get your feet wet. Yeah. Yes. get the blood pumping. Nah, it doesn't really get the blood pumping though.
0: No, it's not super uh, exciting either. It doesn't have like that tension really of like Halloween.
1: No, it doesn't build to anything. It's just like you see everything coming a mile away. Yeah. And the characters are so like they're not even like one dimensional. They're like half dimensional. <laughs> yeah. But still it's fun. It's a good take on like the the age old like hook thing.
0: Yeah. The hook story. I, I like that they, you know, took a, a classic legend, uh wives tale, ghost story kind of thing and made it into something real.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it, I, I like that stuff. I like kind of like, you know, reimagining the classics. Yeah. And this one wasn't too insulting on the original. Um, the original material yeah
0: so uh, if if you like this movie or even if you don't let us know you can either you know you can post on our social medias we're on Facebook Twitter and Instagram as Cult of Splat or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts uh, let us know in the comment what you think of this movie what you think of any of the movies we've done uh, and yeah, make sure say that, what are you waiting for that's right and uh, you know make sure to hit five stars as
1: well because we are five star men, I'm a five star man. We are golden gods. Uh, if you feel like leaving one star, or if you feel
0: like talking shit, go find something better to do with your time. Uh, there's yeah. pl- there's plenty of other podcasts out there to listen to. So um, don't you know? Don't be hateful. That's that's yeah. Because Jesus and Taylor and I love you. That's right. Uh, our podcast is all about positivity. There's lots of bad movie podcasts out there that make fun of the the bad movies, but our our podcast is about the movies that are bad, but that we actually like. So yeah. it's all about positivity. So we want to hear your positivity. Like I said, join the conversation on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as Splat, or you can follow me. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as the Taylor Bartle and Kevin.
1: You are where. I am on Twitter as Kevin Neskoda and on Instagram as Nesgoda D-U-H. I'm easy to find. I'm the only Kevin Nesgoda in the entire planet. So, hey, I got that going for me. That
0: boggles my mind that you are the only Kevin Nesgoda, and yet there, I have found a dozen or more Taylor
1: Bartles. Oh, Bartle is a little bit more... Of a common last name than Niscoda, like, there's like 60 Niscodas in this entire country. I think I might be the only male. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, summer of splat will continue
1: next week. Um, should we tell them what we're doing next week to kind of, or should we surprise them? Uh let's surprise them. I like surprises. If
0: you do follow us on social media, you'll get a little hint on Monday. So there you go. Um, That's true. That's what we do. Every Monday, we give you a little teaser, let you know what's coming. We show a little side boob. That's right. It's just a taste. Just a taste. So hope to see you next week. Until then, see ya. Bye.